0: Shalom, we're up to my head, cotton, da'af, hey, today's Daf talks about digging a new canal, let's say the rabbim, and marking kavaras different, different types of Tuma areas that would need to be marked. I mentioned told us that we are allowed to fix up the cisterns in Rishus HaRabbim for people to be able to have clean water. So we make a deal in the Gemara that you're allowed to clean out the cisterns, but you're not allowed to dig new ones. Rabbi Yochanan says that you're even allowed to dig new reservoirs for clean water, the Terach the Rabbim, on Cholomot. The Gemara asks, wait, just because the Rabbim needs it, now it's motor. We have a bride, so that says, you're allowed to clean out Bayreis, Sichin, and Ma'arois of a yachid, a private well is allowed to be cleaned out so, Kavachheimer, you're definitely allowed to clean out a public one. You're just not allowed to dig new ones. Not for a Rabbim or a Yachid. So you see that even if the Rabbim needs a new bar, you're not allowed to dig it. Now, the Khmer says, over there, that Brai saw was where the Rabbim didn't need it. So when there's no Tzairach, you're not allowed to dig a new one. But when there's a tzairch, even we could go like a that you're allowed to even dig a brand new one, let's say, Rabbim. Okay, what about a Yachid? When the yachid doesn't need the clean water, is he allowed to, not dig a new one, but is he allowed to clean out his bar, his, you know, I don't know, water tank? not, we have a brisa that tells us that a yachid's allowed to put water into his race and stuff, but he's not allowed to clean it out. The public ones, you're allowed to clean out. Now, it's not talking about where the yachid or the rabbim need it, because otherwise the rabbim wouldn't just be allowed to clean it out. They'd be allowed to dig a whole new one. The rabbim's allowed to cement a whole whole new uh, pool for water. So, we have to change around the brisa a little bit. That you are allowed to clean out a yachid's bar. But that's when the yachid needs it. So, Avada, the rabbim is allowed to clean out... And, and dig, a lot of clean out their bar when they need it. And even digging would be mutter for the rabbin when they need water. But if a yachid doesn't need water, he's not even allowed to clean out his water pit. But says says, we can also learn it out from a Mishnah, which said that you're allowed to do any tzarekhi rabbin. So what is that any, what is that klal of a cold tzarekhi rabbin? The Chariah that's telling me that, I, that I'm even allowed to dig L'tzerich Rabbim. The says that's not such a Raya. Because when it says, Kol, That's telling me that you're allowed to clean up the thorns on a road and you know, fix the roads and the, the streets and to measure them, voice, make sure that there's 40 saw in there. That's called dafka that That's referring to digging new water cisterns. In fact, over there, the Brisa tells us that if they don't clear the thorns and all these dangerous potholes and stuff in the street and the mcvoys aren't, it's as if they were shufich domim. The Pasuk says, says "V'ho'yah alecha domim." So comes to defend. It, he says, "No, no, no, wait. We have a fear of Braisa that tells us to that that they're allowed to clear, that they have to clear off the streets and the mcvoys. So, Kol Seir Chirabim isn't coming to tell me that. I knew that already. Elamai. am I? Kol is telling me. That they're allowed to dig new water wells. Now the Gemara dives into the sugya of marking graves. If Shimon Ben Pazi says, he poses a question. says, how do we know from the Torah what psukim tell us that you need to mark off kvarim? So the Gemara brings in nine different psukim. First one is v'roa etzem odom uvona etsele tzioin. Right, He saw the, the uh, a human bone and built a tsioin, a monument next to it. Is a pasuk in Yeheskel, so Ravina tells Ravashi, wait, wait, before before Yehezkel, they didn't, they weren't building tziyonim. It also says in Yeheskel that no oral is allowed into the Beis Mikdash. You're telling me that before Yeheskel they were allowed in? Elamai, we knew this the whole time. We knew to build tziyonim. We knew that erevim were not allowed in the Beis Hamikdash. But Yeheskel came and brought pasukim as an asmachta to these halachas. Revo brings another pasuk to tell us that. We need to mark off kvarim. Tome tomay yikra, tomakar leiv, Loi, parosh. Right? sees "Toma, tell everyone to stand back." I I thought this was. I mean, this is Tomayametzira, who who is Tomay, and he tells everybody, "Oh, well, do me a favor, go diving for me because I'm Tomay." So, don't you can't use that puzzle to learn how to mark off Toma. The Gemara says, I could use it for a second Rusha because otherwise it, would, it could have just said v'tome yikra. Why does it say tome, tome twice? That second one is to, to learn out, marking McVice, Uh kvarim. The third passage is, v'lefnei i veloi sitin mechshol. We shouldn't let and walk around on Toma. The fourth is, v'omar soilu soylu lupanu derech. The sixth is, haribu mechshol miderech amir. That was the fifth. The sixth is The seventh is The eighth is which means you should put up markers to guard my laws. To guard my my mishmeres, the kahanim, And the ninth is says and if Yeshua Ben-Levi learns, he says, which means anyone who weighs the schar of a mitzvah against the value of an aveira and the loss, which one incurs when doing an aveira, he will be zayichet to see the Yeshua of Akkadish Baruch Hu. Act methodically. You know, Rabbi Yana, there's a story that he used to give a shir every day and he had one Talmud that would ask him these crazy bomb kashas. When he was giving... This this Talmud came every day. And when... So it was a, it was a regular Talmud. And he used to come to the Shabbos so of Gavudrashas when everyone is there and he would ask these crazy kashas. And he said about this Talmud, it was Renu Like there are certain times to ask bomb kashas and it's not when everyone is around. And if you stump me, you, have, you will have stumped me in front of everybody. Ask those questions quietly or in a privately or in a smaller shear. In fact, Remair Simcha of Davinsk once saw a Talmud asking a crazy hard kasha and he was stumping the Maggid shear. And he told him, You 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 can't tell the difference between your right and left. And he was referring to this Gemara over here because there's Hassam and Hasham, depending on where you put the Nakuda on the shin, you're gonna get the Drasha of knowing when not to ask questions. Now, the Gemara quantifies, qualifies, I'm not sure what the difference is, which Besach Kavaris we need to mark. So it says that the only time that you're going to need to mark a Besach Kavaris is when there is a Kazayas of a mace there. Even though an Etsim Kisa Oira, a uh, piece of bone that is the size of a barley, is also Tame, that doesn't need to be marked, that's the only Kazayas. And if it's something that's not Matameba Oil, also does not need to be marked a spine or a skull or relief of a body needs to be marked. We also need to mark a suffix caver. I think I'm just going to explain what that means. What is a suffix? Uh, what, what is a, a sveikos? This is where you have an overhang, something that's sticking out over the basic or a plowed cemetery. And another halacha, you don't put the tzioin directly on the Tuma, because by the time the claim sees it, it'll be too late. But you don't go too far away from the Tzian, because we don't want to lose out on space of Eretz You're going to be marking land parts of Eretz Yisrael even though they're not. And we don't want to be Metame Eretz Yisrael more than we have to. Now the Gemara asks, Wait, a Kezaias of mesa isn't Metame Oyel oh Abrasa says, Beferish, that you know it's matama oil okay, Okay, of a maze. So if Papa says, you ain't a chanami. What we're talking about here, where you don't need a bimetzayin, is where it's, it's exactly a kezayis. Because it will disintegrate a little bit, and then as soon as it disintegrates even a tiny bit, it's no longer a kezayis. So it's better for us to have an area which is not marked, and there's tumah there, which is not a good thing, Rather than having a sign-up that says that there's Tuma here. And if any Truma or walks by there for eternity, they're always going to be burning their Truma, even though there's not Truma there. There's not Tuma there anymore. It was only there for a small fraction of time. So considering the long term, we'd rather have a Kazayis of Tuma unmarked for a short period of time. Okay, so what are these? This is where you have... uh, Sichechois and parois. Okay, so what are Sichechois and parois? Sichechois is a tree that branches out over from the cemetery. From from from, Part of it covers a caver. And parois are stones that stick out from the uh, gate around the forest. What's a base Hapras? What's this plowed field? This is where they plow over a caver to make a plowed field. So how big is a besapras? You have to stretch out, make a perimeter of 100 amas from the caver. Because you never know. There could be a bone in any any of that space. The kumar asks, And a besapras, a plowed field, is metamab. Oh yeah! But Rehutama Shmuel tells us that walking across a besapras is okay as long as you just blow a little bit in front of you to make sure there are no bones there. And Rehuda Bar-Ami says in the name of Ula that if, as long as this Beisapras is trampled, it's considered Tahar. So papa says you're right. There's, that's not Akasha. There's two different types of Beisapras. One is where you lost the caver. You don't know where it is. And one and one Beisapras is where you actually plowed up the caver. So you know that there is a caver spread out all over this field. But do you call a plowed up caver a Beisapras? Yeah. Mishnah tells us. There are three different types of a base Pras. There's one, one where you lost the caver. So every step, you don't know, maybe a step back on the caver. The second is where you plowed up a caver. And the third is called a State Baychen, the field of crying, because this is where the families would come to hand over the, the body to the Hever Kadisha. This is where there was all that spade and the crying. And We're worried that every family is is not in a state of clarity at their uh, close one's Leviah, so they're all going to assume that the next person's going to clean up after them, and it could be that there was some toma that landed there. Oh, I'll pick up from here tomorrow. Have a wonderful day! Thank you for learning with me!